Hello and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned K-Pop fans alike. My name is Shannon and I am joined today as always by my nerdy soulmate and Helga. <laughs> How are Hello. you today? I'm feeling great. Excited about K-pop as I am every single day. <laughs> it starts my morning. It ends my evening. Yep. <laughs> I'm ready. This is our thing. So today we are going to start at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. How does a K-pop group come to be? Yeah. Who are these people? Where do they come from? How do they get cast? And so we'll start uh, as we do every week, with some vocabulary words. Mm-hmm. And our first vocabulary word is trainee. Trainee. Trainees. Which is essentially an idol in training. Absolutely. This is a person who has been cast mm-hmm. by a K-pop company. Yes. Which is something we will do an entire episode about because that is a whole a whole, whole other thing. You know, bag of uh, can of worms itself. Um so you get these kids, they're most of the t- – like the general training story mm-hmm. for most people is there's some – there are global auditions every year. These companies hold these huge auditions. All over the world. All over the world. Kids from like ten, 9, 10 to, to like 18, 18, whatever, are auditioning uh, to get picked up by these companies. And if they get signed on to be a trainee – Mm-hmm. That basically means that every moment of their time that, that they're, they're not, like in school. not at school is spent training, mm-hmm. learning to dance, to act, to sing, to give interviews, to be in- a celebrity. English in every lessons, sense Japanese lessons, manners lessons, public mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah, everything that it takes yeah. to be a like polished mm-hmm. A performer to be this to to stand up to this standard that has been set for like what a K-pop group is. Yes, but I think it's important to bring up and to point out that being cast as a trainee and being picked up by a company does not mean that you are automatically put oh, no. into a group. No, usually, and correct me if I'm wrong, but usually kids will get chosen to be a trainee and train sort of generally like how to sing and how to dance and maybe like by learning other groups songs and dances Mm -hmm. and then they get put with other people and the the company company itself will decide like okay so 2019 we're going to debut two new boy groups and a girl group and then they will look within their trainees Mm -hmm. and try to put groups together like Mm -hmm. that and sometimes like a kid will come in and they will be like the whole group is based around this person and then everyone that comes in from then they are just trying to fill in the holes to build this group of whatever they Mm -hmm. want the group to be other times they'll start with a concept for a group and say we want people who can sing this way or we want people with this kind of style and then they sort of like choose from what they have like you would go well with this and you and you and you and then those five to 12 people (laughs) in their group um, are going to train together for several years as a group before they finally debut. Which will bring us to our other vocabulary word for this week, which is debut stage. Debut stage. What is a debut stage, Shannon? Um, This is the first time that a group appears on a music show. Mm -hmm. And another future episode will be all about music shows because they are very important in the world of K-pop In the way that TRL used to be a complete 
permanent and important fixture in American music. As if music. TRL was on seven channels mm-hmm. all weekend long. Yeah. It's very important. So a debut stage almost always happens on M Countdown, mm-hmm. which is on the channel Mnet, uh, because that show airs on Thursday nights. So it's the first one of the week. So most... Uh, debut stages happen on M Countdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do groups do with a debut stage? It sort of depends. This is fun. I was do- When I was doing research uh, for this episode, I found that uh, debut stages have changed a lot throughout the years. Mm. Um, something that I forgot to mention in the last episode that is very interesting about K-pop is that K-pop as we know it began in 1993. So it has only been a thing for like 25 years. So Mm -hmm. the history of this is not as extensive as other things, which is why it's kind of a fun thing to get into um, because it's not as overwhelming. You don't have to learn so much. Um, But it seems like debut stages in the early 2000s were much more of a spectacle than they are these days. Um, Like, for example, I watched Big Bang's debut stage and big bang is one of the biggest groups like of all time um boy girl boy, their it's a boy group uh they're mostly like kind of like most of them are rappers they have kind of like a hard edge to them yeah. like they're big bang and their debut stage they were standing on 18 foot letters that said big bang and it was like they were in like an endless warehouse and the five like they were just standing on top of these huge letters that said big bang and to anyone another like staple history like one of the greatest you know girl groups of all time they also had like a bit of an edge they were kind of like Mm -hmm. futuristic sassy and also a little bit more hip-hop Yeah, and their debut stage is, like, 12 minutes long, and the first six minutes, each girl in the group gets, like, a two-minute, like, dance break alone on the stage to, like, introduce them as members. (gasps) Wow. So they really don't do that anymore. They don't, and I wonder if it's just that the, like, market has gotten flooded and that you can't spend yeah. that much time they don't have the time for show. that anymore there's so many groups that debut now like so typically now a debut stage will include two songs right yes. like there you get half of mm-hmm. like your b-side from your album yeah and then the lead single off of whatever album and yes. usually the debut stage will come before the album is released it's almost like a teaser for the album itself or like an introductory like yes. we're here and this is our group and tomorrow you can buy our album like yeah. here's the lead single off of it yeah it's definitely like the beginning mm-hmm. um And so let's backtrack a little bit about before we get to the debut stage and some stories about idols and how they came to be in the groups that they are in. Um, Yes. As we were saying, most idols get cast from these like huge sort of open call auditions that are held and hosted by the companies themselves. Yes. But there are other, like, really weird and funny sort of casting stories um, that a lot of different idols have. Yeah. Um, Like, the one that we feel like we know the best, uh, our favorite member Mm -hmm. of anything, our bias, which we'll get into in another episode. uh, His name is Mino, and he is in the group Shiny. And his story is generally like other people's, but he was not a kid who had any aspirations to be a singer or a dancer. He got approached by a scout, like, while he was out shopping with his mom. 
And they were like, you are beautiful. Do you want to be famous? Um, and like <laughs> offered him, you know, like a, a golden ticket, like straight into the auditions mm-hmm. for SM. And he had to like beg his parents to right. let him do this. He yes. had to like promise to get good grades or something mm-hmm. before they let him go. As his dad has said, his dad is a professional soccer coach and he did not want his son to be famous. And his son's Mino's very athletic. And so his father was always worried that he was going to try to become a professional athlete. He was like, I don't want that fame life for you. And then he goes off and he becomes one of the most <laughs> like famous pop stars and successful ever. Yeah. pop stars of the whole world. Um, the irony. The irony. Yeah. Um, but another interesting way uh, get to get into one of the stories that I researched before we get, I know and Hal got like a whole notebook full I of do. great stuff. <laughs> um, but another new way in the last couple of years that groups have started coming together is on reality shows. Yes. Um, and so and uh, kind I, of like American Idol or X Factor style, but like even more specific mm-hmm. um, and on a much grander scale. Yes. I mean, these reality shows start with like 101 people. Yes. So the person I was going to talk about to like just give you an idea of how this can work. Um, her name is Joan Somi, and she is, as of this recording, only 16 years old. Um, and uh, basically in 2014. Uh, she uh, she is half Canadian. Her dad is white and her mom is Korean. And she grew up in South Korea, uh, but she got cast by JYP, which is another one of the big entertainment companies, um, in 2014. Um, then in 2015, JYP did their own reality show to um, put together their next big group. Uh, the show was called 16, um, and it started with uh, 16 girls and they were taking it down to nine uh, to create their new group which is called Twice uh, which is one of the like biggest girl groups out there. They are a phenomenon. And Somi was one of the last people to be voted out of this show and she did not make it into Twice. So you know dreams dashed time number one. Then in 2016 uh, they started this massive reality show that is a huge phenomenon right now called Produce 101, Mm -hmm. where multiple companies submitted like 10 of their trainees to create a pool of 101 girls that they were going to take down to a group of 11 girls. Right. Um, for only one year. Now, what's what's interesting about this show is that all of these girls come from different companies. And so they are already contractually obligated to be a part of SM or JYP or YG or whatever. But they go on this show and they're basically promised that if they make it into the group, they have one year as that group. And yes. then they will disband and do separate things. Yes. So Sweet Somi was number voted number one. For Produce 101, and the group that came out of that was called IOI. Mm-hmm. So she did that for one year, and then it ended, and she is again without a group. Um, and then in 2017, she did a reality show called Unis Slam Dunk, which is wonderful television. It is all on YouTube. Like, please check it out if you're looking for something to watch, um, where they got like comedians and dancers and actresses and all these people of all different age groups made them live in a house together and create a girl group right. called the Unis, which is like Korean for older sister. Um, U-N-N-I-E. Yes. So uh, she was on that show, released a single with the Unis, and then that was over. (laughs) Then she did another show called Idol Drama Operation Team. 
where they took a bunch of idol girls and made them write a Korean drama starring themselves about their lives. And they put out a single as well as Girls Next Door. Um, That show is really interesting if you're looking for information about like what it is like to be a K-pop trainee. The girls get very candid about what their lives were like pre-debut in this show. And it's really interesting. That is also entirely on YouTube. So this is one girl at the age of 16 who has like been, who has done a debut stage like four times Mm -hmm. and she still isn't in a group. And like that is a success story compared to all these kids who get cut before they even make it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, there are many cases where trainee, like you will get, you will audition and you will get cast as a trainee and then you just never get put into a group at all or you get put into a group and then it gets and broken up nowhere. really quickly and you spend all that time training for nothing. You and don't you end up getting to get to a real job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I looked up a bunch of different people. Um, okay. I think I'll, I should start this. with um, my girl Jiwon um, because she has the longest training time of, like, any idol in K-pop at all. And the most tragic part about it is that she was from my OG girl group, uh, Spica, which doesn't exist anymore. We talked about them last week. Yes, Yes. and now this – they disbanded just just recently um, and – now this girl's still not in a group. So anyway, so she's currently, as of this recording, 29. Mm-hmm. So she's much older than I thought she was, She was actually. And there's conflicting info about her background because since she isn't that successful or, like, that established, um, she there's just not a lot of, like, there's not a Wikipedia page on her or whatever. Right. So anyway, it was hard to find. But she trained for 10 years. So when she was about 18, she started training. Older for many trainees. Yeah. So she started training when she was about 18. And she was supposed to be in a group called Five Girls, which also included a member of the Wonder Girls. And I think it included a girls' generation as well. This group never debuted because the company uh, couldn't pay for it. So for financial reasons. So often. Like Mm -hmm. we've mentioned like groups that are called or the companies that are referred to as the big three, Mm -hmm. SM, JYP, and YG, because they are the most successful groups. But there are a crazy amount of these tiny groups of tiny companies that are trying to do Mm -hmm. this thing and they run out of money before they put groups out more often than not. So this girl, Jiwon, she trained for 10 years to be in this five girls group, which never debuted. And so then she went to a different company because my guess, and I couldn't confirm this, but my guess is that the company itself folded because she left that company, this unnamed company, and then went to train for three years with Tiara. She ah. was supposed. She was one of the original members of the group Tiara, where in April. So she trained for three years with them. In April of two thousand nine, she recorded and released the first song with Tiara. Um, but before they debuted, they released a song, and before they had their official debut stage, which was in uh, July of two thousand nine. The month before they debuted in June, she got kicked out of the group, oh, no. and there's conflict. 
the company itself claims it was for musical differences, but several other like gossipy K-pop blogs claim it was for reasons of betrayal. (laughs) I don't know why, but so apparently there's like a member of Tiara who didn't who did is a member of Tiara but didn't initially debut with them and the reason she may have not originally debuted with them is because of emotional duress caused by this other oh my girl God. drama Drama. There is so much Tiara drama. I feel like we should look it up for another episode because yeah, we'll have to come back to them because they there are seem scandals. Bananas. So anyway, <laughs> so my girl Jiwon gets kicked out of this group before they debut and she stayed with the company for like another year and then left them in 2010, finally joined a new company in 2011 where she trained for a year and then debuted with Spica. Spica, they had they debuted in 2012 and then um had They had to, like, re-sign their contract in 2015. They were not around until 2016, had, like, a month-long comeback. And then just last year, 2017, according to the company, it was a mutual member agreement for the group to disband. So now all of the girls are doing different things. And one thing I found really interesting about Spica is that they are, um, like, sort of trained and, like, supported by BOA. That they are Boa's girls is like what they're called. Um, And so she has Boa is a a solo artist, which is rare. But like the people who do it are incredible. Mm -hmm. Anyone who does this by themselves. She's like the Britney Spears (laughs) of K-pop in the sense that like not Britney Spears today, but like OG Britney, like killing the game in her dance and her singing and like solo all alone incredible she's an icon um anyway so speaks her girls and so she has apparently been like trying to help them like continue to work in different ways um but so now my girl is on a show called the unit oh god another uh, reality the saddest, the saddest reality one. show this reality show is based on all of the contestants are not like in Produce 101, which also has a boy version that we didn't talk about. But instead of being like trainees who have never done anything, the contestants on the unit are all people who are in groups that, that have failed. failed. And it's They're their last They're all in groups that debuted and failed. And if they don't make it now, then they will the, never then make over. it. But oh. I'm keeping my fingers crossed because my baby girl is like one of the top contestants. She's still on it now. Um, the show has like another two months or so. I think it ends in February and like for the love of God put that girl in a group she deserves it (laughs) that's amazing well like before you get into your other things that you have because I don't know like what their topics are while you just talked about somebody who had the longest training Mm -hmm. time of all time I'm going to mention somebody who had the shortest training time of anybody and that is also in my group a pink which I've brought up already on this program and uh their lead singer her name is Jung Yun Ji and she is incredibly talented unbelievable vocalist um, in two th- the very beginning of 2011 or the very end of 2010 uh she auditioned for Cube Entertainment and they were so impressed with her they had a group already put together like ready to debut called A Pink and they were like we need this girl to be our lead singer. They halted everything, re-recorded everything, and she debuted with them two months later. <gasps> two months. That's all she had to what? do. And just to prove how incredible this girl is, let me play just a little bit of her singing Love You I Do from Dream Girls. You're strong and you're smile. You're taking my heart. And I give you the last of me too. Oh, you're the perfect. 
love you, I do. Amazing. Yeah, she is she is a talent. Yes. So that is the polar opposites of training mm-hmm. experiences. You can either spend yeah. 10 years doing this stuff or you can just get thrown into a group in two months. Yeah. Um, so what, what do All you got right. in that phone no notebook peaking. there? Okay, so I did – Shannon was like you – she set, she gave me homework in <laughs> preparation of this podcast and she told me that I needed to look up um, the trainee who had the longest training time. So I did. And then she also said like find fun stories whatever. So I did. Um, okay, so I have one, two, three, four for you. Okay. You may have already heard some of these but what I'm going to do is I'm going to say this person and you have to guess who it is. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> this person – Auditioned many times for specific companies and uh, failed all of them. So he gave up. I gave it away. He's a, it's a boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> he gave up and he began prepping for music college. And standing outside of his practical exam room for college, he, the reports say that he was clearing his throat when he was immediately cast by a manager. <laughs> Who was it? Oh my god! I don't. You don't know this story. I so don't bad. know this story. I will give you a hint. Okay, please. And say that it is an SM manager who cast this person. Okay. Is it an EXO? Yes. Is it Chanyeol? No. Oh, um, Chen. No. You think Chen would have failed an audition? No. Hello. <laughs> Excuse no, I'm me. Sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Golden no, voice, Jong Day. He I don't also think so. got cast right. Him and Baekhyun got cast within three days of each other. They were the last added to EXO. I've learned that last night. So you're right. I'm wrong. I'm giving you meaningful eyes. Uh, I don't know. You just said his name. It's oh, Beck. Beckyun. It's Beckyun. Oh, Beckyun. <laughs> he failed all of his auditions and was <laughs> clearing his throat. And then someone said, you. That's amazing. Yeah. He is a very good singer, and he is also Mm -hmm. somebody who was added to his group at the very last minute. We make fun of Beckyon a lot because he, like, a lot of trainees, like we said before, they get these, like, etiquette (laughs) lessons, and he clearly didn't get them because this boy just, like, spills tea all the time. Yeah. Um, He's he's a real guy on television. (laughs) But um, anyway, okay, so here's another. I'll give you—this is another EXO. You probably know this one. I don't. I don't know anything. (gasps) Oh, great. He was on, like, every list. But okay, so this EXO was approached on the street while eating dokboki at a street vendor stand. And the casting manager who came up to him, he being very young, thought it was a scam. And so he ran away from the casting manager. (laughs) The casting manager chased him for 30 minutes. What? And finally was able to convince him to audition. Oh, my God. Um, Kai's a good guess, but Kai's it's a good not Kai. Guess, but it's not Kai. Sehun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sehun is the youngest member of EXO, and he's a silly baby. Um, so it makes total sense That's that he would so just funny. run away. Um, I have so many more. This one's a fun one. Um, this member auditioned many, many times for a specific company. Mm-hmm. It's not SM. And it wasn't until he he auditioned for the Wonder Girls that this company finally paid attention to him and cast him in a group that we love very much. Wooyoung. Yes. Yes! <laughs> I did it. Wooyoung of 2PM, a fantastic, sexy, beast idol group. Um, check them out. They're beautiful. Um, you want one more? Yeah, one okay, more. Okay, one more. Last one. This 
Oh, I, they're all boys, I realize now. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, this boy, um, he was working at a coffee shop when a customer came in and started a conversation with him and asked him who his favorite singer was. So this barista stated that his favorite singer was someone named Nell, whom I do not know. Mm-hmm. And that customer ended up being Nell's manager. And so the manager said, you should come in and audition. And this member was cast immediately at his audition. Oh, God. I I will give I you hints. a hint. It is a group we don't really listen to. Okay. But have been discussing recently. And this is the only member whose name you know. Oh, God. One of two, actually. Is it is it BTS? No. Okay. <laughs> Is it 17? No, they're older. They're more established. TVXQ. I'll give you another hint. Um, <laughs> this this will give it away. Um, well, we've seen this person on a variety show. Is it Song Kwan from, or, uh, from that guy from Infinite? Yes, it's Song Yu from oh, okay. Infinite. <laughs> Song Kyu. Song Kyu from Infinite. He's so funny. He's really good on reality He's shows. He's great on TV. He's a, Infinite So he was just working. Yeah, at a coffee shop and then got cast. Mm-hmm. That's magical. I know. So many people, I actually, in my research, also discovered that since you mentioned 17, 17 is a new group um, that has. That doesn't have 17 no, members. They have 13 members. Which is still too many, but it should just be 17. Or they it should just, all be 17 years old. Like there should be meaning to the name 17, but there <laughs> isn't. <laughs> so anyway, this 13 member group, 10 of them were cast from the street or competition, were cast wow. instead of having auditioned. Only three of the 13 members um, were actually from auditions and the rest were found on the street waiting for the subway, walking home from school, at taekwondo competitions, at dance competitions like they just sort of found them and cast a wide net. Yeah. You you said mm-hmm. in your research it seems like these um, these company scouts like work hard. You hard. said someone got followed into a bathroom or followed into yes, a cab or there's something. A, there is a oh who was it? It's a girl. I can't remember who it is. Um Anyway, there's a very famous casting story of a girl who was um, at a singing competition, and um, before she even went and competed in the audition, she uh, went to the bathroom. She was, like, looking for the bathroom, and a casting member or, like, scout or manager, whoever it was, followed her to the bathroom based solely on her look and was like, I want you to be a trainee instead. And so then she was cast from there. Didn't even hear her sing, just saw what she looked like. That's so crazy. Because mm-hmm. it seems like, and that's a, like a thing I wanted to get into for a minute, is that like, while plenty of these kids are like unbearably talented as it is, some of them are not. And then yes. they teach them to be talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like our sweet Mino, like bless his lovable heart, was not a good singer when they Mm-mm. first grabbed him. He was just pretty and tall and athletic so he could sort of like pick up the dance but that's why he was cast as the rapper because he couldn't do anything else and now he sings and he sounds beautiful but you know some of them but it's so much work and I was seeing um, on an article about EXO talking about their training days that they say that like if you are not willing to give every moment 120 percent mm-hmm. you will be gone like faster yeah than you can even imagine because like they don't have time for that mm-hmm. there's so much like money and reputation and crazy stuff on the yeah. line and we'll talk a little bit more about this when we do our we'll do an episode about the company's structure in specifically um but i think it's important since we're talking about trainees that like these 
these kids, these are kids when they're mm-hmm. cast. Like the the youngest I think we mentioned was like 10. And so these kids are going to school. And as soon as they're finished with school, they go straight to the company for dance lessons, voice lessons. They do this on the weekends. Like they don't have lives aside from school and being a trainee. And I've, there's like fun stories where like the uh, pe- people at the school like find out that they're trainees or whatever and they start getting like followed around. Um, but these kids, yeah, they give up their lives. And so if if you can't dedicate your whole self to this, you will not make Here it. Here is an example of like somebody that I feel like is, you know, proof of how hard people work. There is this uh, this story that I'll never forget that came up on that Unease reality show that I mentioned earlier. Um, there is this wonderful singer. Her name is Hong Jin Young, and she sings trot which we can talk about another time, but she did... Different genre of Korean music. Yes, but she did start out in, like, a failed, bankrupt girl group like many people do, Um, and she told a story. She has this incredible wink. Like, you have never seen anybody (laughs) wink like this girl winks. It's, like, her signature thing. She's so good at winking, and she said on that show that she is so good at winking because one day she came into the studio, to the training building, locked herself in a practice room, set up a mirror, and winked for eight hours. (gasps) like this is what they are doing like this is not just like they work until they can do this stuff in their sleep yeah Mm -hmm. it's true and that's why it's so damn impressive yeah it really is I mean that's why you get these like there's so many fun reality shows where um, one of our favorites is called Weekly Idol and they do a segment where they make the groups either do like a random play dance so they'll play like a medley of their dances and they just have to quickly switch in between them or they'll do like a sped up version of a dance and the, the group has to like figure it out on the fly but the reason they can do these things and it seems like magic is because it's all they do and so you know you watch them and you're like how can they even possibly be so incredible it's because that's their job they're professionals it's the only thing they care about yeah and it's really crazy how these groups how the companies are then able to use their pool of trainees for Mm -hmm. other stuff like I have a couple of examples of people who get to do things before they debut in a group like for example our boy Mino is the star of the girls generation video G that's right and that was before shiny debuted and then in shiny's debut music video mm-hmm. Victoria from FX plays the girl before FX before came out before they debuted um Lay from XO was a backup dancer for Shiny before he got That's put right, in That's right, when XO. one of the members was injured, right? Yes. Didn't he replace... I think he filled in uh, when Jungin's ankle Jung-Yu. was done. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when, but yeah, so they still managed to like work without yeah. getting to like be, you know, before they get to be a thing. Yeah. And I'm sure there are stories of people who pop up in music videos as trainees and did not get to do anything after. Probably. Um, it just like comes back when those people end up being <laughs> stars. Um so should we talk a little bit about some debut stages? That was our other va- our other vocabulary word. Um, yes. Are we going to talk about some specific debut stages? Um, I think that to uh, possibly wrap up this episode a little bit, uh, we were are going to watch a debut stage together. Um, right. But I think before we start, I have to preface this. We have a little we need bit a disclaimer. A little bit of disclaimer. Um, so this has to come up eventually. Uh, as we've mentioned in the last two episodes, our favorite group of all time is Shiny. Yes. Um, because they're the best. Because they truly are the best. Like, I know we're being biased, but I'm... It's, I don't it, care. It, I'll defend it to the end of the earth. They're the greatest there ever was and ever will ever be. Ever will be. Um, 
But uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, on one December eighteenth, one of the members, uh, Kim Jong Un, took his own life, and we are still deeply in mourning. Yes, um, and I'm hoping that this podcast will help in our healing process. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was a shock in the sense that you know his job is to be happy, and so there are so many different examples where you know. He was always very open about suffering from depression and his mental health, but it's always a shock. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, it was – it's helpful now that we're sort of forcing ourselves to um, stay in this beautiful world of K-pop even though it is It has a little bit of a dark cloud over tragedy. it. Mm-hmm. But, but Shiny is our favorite and they – Shiny is what I go to when I am sad. Yes. And I so desperately want to get to a place again mm-hmm. where Shiny can make me feel the way that it used yeah. to. And they, I mean, objectively and arguably have uh, – maybe those are contradictory words. But uh, they are on almost every list of best debut stages exactly. ever. Like we, we can't talk about debut stages. We can't talk about K-pop without talking about Shiny because they are – so talented and they're so revered and respected within the industry that we have to bring them up. Yes. Um, so to uh, end off our debut stage episode, we are going to watch Shiny's entire debut stage right now. And if you want to watch along with us, the link will be on the website and I will let you know when I press play so you can follow along. Yes. Turn the Their debut song is called, um, new, it's called Replay, but it's also called Nuna. Nuna no Yepo, mm-hmm. which means woman who is slightly older than me you are so beautiful yes and that's why we like it too because we are slightly <laughs> we older relate. than them. we can relate we, we can, can pretend, pretend they're singing us. to us um so okay here we go are you ready girl you want to see our babies like the well, first time they came out into the it's world it's been years yeah. since i've watched i listened to this song a lot but it's one of my favorites if not my absolute favorite shiny song and i it's been so long since i've seen it's been so long so may 25th 2008 shiny's first time on stage here we here we go go. a new hero is coming the (laughs) the most shiny name of the world shiny Oh, they're so small. <laughs> Look at that cheap-ass stage. <laughs> and Onu's, like, silly fedora. Oh, listen to the fan chants already. Oh, I miss him. Me too. Oh, they're dancing so hard. It looks like they're going to break it their shoulders. It like was going to throw himself on the floor. This is such an iconic dance. And Timin is, what, 15 in this? He's so small. He's very young.
those the same pants from Lucky One? The mermaid pants. <laughs> oh my god, his helmet hair. They all have helmet hair. Mm-hmm. Look at that crime on top of Timmy's head. <laughs> I mean, they don't even have, like, slightly dyed brown hair. It is, no. like, straight black. That is, like, sort of a staple of brand new groups mm-hmm. is that everyone has naturally colored hair. Yeah. Or completely undyed, which seems to be this case. Oh, they brought the backup dancers in, filling it out. Oh, he's smiling so big. They're so proud. I'm. This is the yes. best. Isn't this the one in the I Am documentary yes. where they just burst into they tears? They all cry at the yeah. end, yeah. Well, they should cry. They're so good. And they should be so proud. <laughs> Timmy's baby face is too much for me. He's so He's small. Such a goob. <laughs> he looks like such a dweeb. Keep dreaming about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring back the beat. Thanks, Mino. His one contribution. Yay! Oh, yay. And that's watching oh, legends so be born. Beautiful. Oh, God. That was the best. That is still, to me, one of the greatest K-pop songs of all time. It's it, so I good. I hands down agree. And they, I mean, as you can hear in the video, they're obviously singing live. Not one missed note. They're dancing the whole time. Not one missed step. I and mean, I can't even, and like we, we were talking during it that, that uh, you know, there's this is, there's a documentary. It is unfortunately paywalled on dramafever.com. It um, used to be on Netflix. But if you want to start a 30 day free trial, it's <laughs> a good, it's a good documentary um, that's like specifically about SM artists. It's mm-hmm. a concert documentary that's like concert yes. footage spliced with like training footage of the kids mm-hmm. and it all ends with like all of these videos from their debut days and after this shiny performance they all come down the stairs and all their parents are at the bottom of the stairs and they all just cry because I can't I can't so imagine sweet. the nerves of like being like we were saying like Tamien is 14 or 15 years old so when that young. happened so young. like I can't imagine being that young and spending so much time Working on a thing and then you just like go on TV and you have to hope that people don't hate you and that you can like, you know, that this thing you've worked so hard on is Mm -hmm. worth something. Um, And that's just an example of like magic of like when it works and when everything clicks and they just they blew up after that. They really did. It was like instant success. I've, and another group that like from 
from the jump that's a little more recent, Blackpink came mm-hmm. out last year and their debut song was an instant hit. They only came out last year? Yeah, no. girl. 16? 2016? Maybe the very end of 15. Blackpink Shut is... N- or up. end of 15 because we were dancing. We were doing Blackpink songs in okay. 2000. 2015. Or six, no. It must have been the end of 2016. Ugh. Anyway, they're new and their debut stages also like rocketed them to the moon. If you watched the Justice League, then you've already seen a Blackpink video. I was so distracted. Mm -hmm. The scene where it's like the flat Batman comes over to the Flash's apartment. He turns the lights on and the newest Blackpink single just starts blaring. Yes. And I think there and were it, jokes in that scene, but I couldn't hear anything else. All I could hear was that. And the video song. is playing in the background on one of the his like 20 Many screens. TVs. And it is the background music of that entire conversation, which I couldn't tell you what it was about because I, yeah, was doing I wasn't the listening because yeah, we, we know it. the dance. We know every single Blackpink song because yes, our dance do. teacher loves Blackpink. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's I mean, that's that's it. That's how it yeah. comes to be. Mm-hmm. You work real, real hard from a very young age. And then if you're lucky and you're you're talented, then I'm, I mean, it's not just about being talented because most all of these kids are talented. But it's really a lot of luck and just hard the, work. And the dedication and, of it all. Yeah. But yeah, luck is a huge part mm-hmm. of it because we all know of groups that we enjoyed that just like – you know, either they don't never get got the, the fandom or, or the company doesn't promote them the right way or mm-hmm. like it's all just really a crapshoot as to whether or not you're going to be a superstar or if you're just going to like, you know, mm-hmm. fade into nothingness. Yeah. But but when it works, man, does it work? Man, does it work? It is a phenomenon. And we will be talking about that phenomenon, hopefully, until the day we die. Yeah, that's all <laughs> I want to do. Uh, so before we wrap up, it's time for our weekly recommendations. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go first this okay. week. My recommendation is on the same topic of debut stages. Um, another girl group that we love, the first group we got to see yes. in person, mm-hmm. our first, first K-pop, K-pop concert. Uh, this group is called Mamamoo. M-A-M-A-M-O-O. And uh, they are... They're divas. Like they can they're sing. unbelievable. Oh, they that they sang and they're goofy. They're called like the goddesses of energy, I think is their mm, name or they're, something. They're like they have a beagle image, which mm-hmm. is like a, a Korean term for like someone who's like, you know, hyper and like silly yes. and whatever. They're very silly. But they can sing. Mm, and their so debut good. stage, uh the song was called Mr. Ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And so my recommendation, it will be linked on the website, is to look up their debut stage of Mr. Ambiguous, they're wearing like black and white striped dresses like old timey Barbie dolls. Hwasa has like a big cool hat on. They're wearing these like rings on their hands that have mustaches mm-hmm. on them and they do a little cute choreography that like oh, puts yeah. the must. It's adorable. The and dance they- is so cute. They sound incredible. Yeah. So that's my recommendation this week. The Mamamoo debut stage for Mr. Ambiguous. That's a great one. Um, Mine is also a debut stage, um, but it's going back in time a little bit um, because I had actually never seen this until last night when I was looking for a recommendation for this episode. And um, actually, before I I make my recommendation, I have to say that my actual recommendation was also Mr. Ambiguous. (laughs) There you go. 
We I, just I, <laughs> I spent mind. all of last night, like literally three hours watching Mama Moo videos um, and w- and wrote that down as what I was going to say. But Shannon uh, had the same thought. So I had a backup. Luckily. Okay. What's your backup? Um, my backup is the 2 p.m. debut <gasps> stage, which is a song that I'd actually never heard of before called 10 Points Out of 10. Oh, girl. I'm so upset you've never heard <laughs> 10 oh, Points Out of 10 Have you before? ever watched the debut stage? No, I've girl, seen the music video. Can we pull it up? Like, I... <laughs> I'm sorry, but okay. So Shannon mentioned earlier these like older K-pop groups like Big Bang and To Anyone that did these like unbelievably over the top debut stages, and that's what 2 p.m. is. First of all, before you did you know 2 p.m. originally had seven members? Yeah, Jay Parks. Okay, okay, just just (laughs) Um, that's what I thought. But when I watched this last night, I was like, who is that? What is happening? Um, Anyway, so um, 2 p.m. the hottest part of the day. Oh, is that where that comes from? Girl, that's the title of their first oh album. God. Hottest part of the day. Okay. <laughs> I I love 2 p.m. Um, anyway, uh, this group, this debut stage has acrobatics and pyrotechnics. Yeah, they used to like throw is, each other around. Oh, that was like their it's whole thing. In, it's enjoyable. <laughs> 2 p.m. Oh my god. Yes! They are flying up out of the stage. <laughs> I love when people do that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, they're doing clock arms. Always, because they're 2 p.m., baby. Pyrotechnics. Cutscene. Look at those stupid ponytails. Oh, really bad ponytails <laughs> on multiple members. <gasps> Juno has furry shoulder pads on. Oh, oh no, it's the a head. Outfits it's a hood. are great. Look at that jacket. It's so shiny. Oh my god. They're just throwing themselves on the ground. Oh, it's a furry hood. It's a hood, yeah. It's not shoulder pads, but it looks silly. I mean, it easily could have been shoulder pads. This is K-pop we're talking about. Ship jump, number ship jump. I love the consistent fire in the background. So many bad haircuts in this. Wow. That Highly was recommend really the entire episode. I mean, the entire video. It truly explodes into like a B-boy dance I have off. never seen Jay Park without tattoos on his neck. So that looks great. Yeah. Like, that's great. He looks like a different person. <laughs> Completely a different, different person. person. Wow. Wow. So we'll put the link for that video as Absolutely. well. Um, as we do for all of our recommendations. Oh that was 2 p.m., 10 points out of 10. Wow. So, um, yeah, as always... You can find us if you want to send us an email. We are uh, amakpoppod at gmail.com, at amakpoppod on Twitter, and amakpoppod.tumblr.com for our website. So check us out. Talk to us. Tell us what your favorite debut stages are, if you have them, if you have questions oh, about please groups. please send us questions. We're, we're just we're here for desperate. you. 
And we just want to talk about K-pop. Yeah, like, we talk to each other about this all day long, but, like, we'd like to talk to other people about it, too. Totally. get at us. Um, So next week, we will be back diving in a little bit further into the anatomy of a group. What makes up a group? How do they decide who gets to do what? How does the age of everybody come into play? Because it sure does. And are we going to be talking about concepts of groups, or should we save that for another episode? That should be a whole other episode, I think. Oh, there's so many layers. There's so much to talk about, guys. We can be doing this forever so it's going to be great thank you so much for listening and uh, we will talk to you next week go out and k-pop jong you are inspiration 